on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hi there, folks. Is Australia about to enter into its first major recession in over 30 years? A path to a soft landing is a narrow one, so the RBA keeps telling us. But what are the actual risks facing the economy? And what difference would a recession actually make to all of us? I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. So as you probably have seen, prices have begun falling for consumers in a few key areas. That's according to the latest consumer price index that showed inflation fell to 5.5% in May. That's down from 6.8% a month earlier. We're talking Australia here. The Reserve Bank has been raising interest rates to try and bring that figure down. Aside from a brief pause to this campaign in April, the country's cash rate is at its highest point since 2012. Some say it should have been there all along. And the bank's governor, Philip Lowe, is under pressure for that decision. Have a look. I know the higher interest rates at the moment are very unpopular and they're hurting people. So what we're doing now is difficult, but it's necessary to avoid uh, more pain. So the pain that he mentions is the looming spectre of higher inflation, which has been going on, it feels like, forever. But many economists argue this strategy also raises the risks of bringing Australia into its first recession since the 1990s. That record may be the envy of the world, but it could soon be broken. In the early 90s, like now, the country was facing really high inflation and the treasurer back then, Paul Keating, described the downturn as the recession Australia had to have, famous words or maybe even last words. To discuss whether this possible recession is also necessary, let's bring in Shane Oliver, Chief Economist from AMP. Great to have you with us. Obviously, that term, the recession Australia yes. has to have, all that money that's been flowing through the economy, would this be a recession that Australia has to have? No, I don't think it would be. I think there's no doubt the economy needed to slow down after its reopening rebound. Uh, and we did have a reality there that the, the demand in the economy was exceeding the capacity of, of uh, the producing parts of the economy to meet that demand, which obviously was a contributor to high inflation that we've we've seen, but I don't think it's necessary to knock the economy into recession. A big chunk of that uh, inflation surge was supply-related disruptions associated with the pandemic. They've now been, in many cases, reversed, and we have seen some cooling in demand. But I, I, I think knocking us into recession would be overkill, and it would also risk knocking the inflation rate back below its target, which of course is where we were prior to the pandemic. So I certainly don't think if we do have a recession, it will be one that we need to have. Do you think there will be a recession though? Do you think that they are playing with fire here, trying to put, and I'm not just talking about Australia, this is the same case in the UK, in America, New Zealand has entered a recession as well. Do you think that Australia uh, will end up in one? Well, right now, I think it's a 50-50 risk. Uh, the risk has gone up and it's very, very high. Uh, but when I look at indicators out there, they, they've fallen substantially, but they're not necessarily yet in recession territory. But obviously, the, the, reserve, the more the Reserve Bank raises interest rates, the greater that risk. And that's the basic problem here, that uh, we have a household sector in Australia which has very, very high levels of debt relative to income, particularly high compared to other countries like the US and Europe. So therefore, interest rate hikes in Australia um, uh, have more potency uh, with respect to the household sector than they do in these other countries, particularly considering that we have a greater reliance on variable rates or where we do have 
fixed rates. They're very short-term fixed rates, a couple of years, not the 30 years that they have in the US. Um, so it's the household sector that's most vulnerable here. On our estimates, the level of household debt service payments um, will be pushing to a record level around the sort of interest rates we're now seeing. Uh, the last time we saw that was prior to the GFC, and we did almost go into recession back then. I think we were saved by massive fiscal stimulus at the time. And of course, I don't think we're going to see the same thing this time around again. Um, but I, I think that risk is there. And at the very least, we'll probably go into a consumer recession where consumer spending goes backwards for a couple of quarters yeah. in a row. But that yeah. risk is high and it can't be ignored. Um, and it's also a risk in other countries. Is debt the key factor here? The fact that you look back at 2012, the last time we had rates this high, things were pretty good in 2012. You know, people thought that those rates were actually quite low. Now we look at those rates as quite high. Is that because people have taken on a whole bunch of debt? Property prices have become more expensive. So 4% of a lot more money is a lot more debt. That's right. Uh, you know, you, you, you uh, historically, you could argue our interest rates, 4.1% on the cash rate or, or around 4%-ish, uh, pushing above that is still, you know, still in the great scheme of things, relatively low. But the problem is that debt levels are much higher than, than they were in the past. They're much higher than they were back in 2020. 12 um, or, or 20, 2008 prior to the, uh, the GFC. And the ratio of debt to income uh, is something like three times what it was prior to the early 1990s recession. So some people say, well, interest rates back then got to 18%, the mortgage rate got to 17%. People today haven't had it so good. Uh, well, just bear in mind that people today uh, have much higher debt load than they had back then relative well, yeah. to their oh, gosh, income. So you can make it. Child, there was like one family car, one TV in the living room. Uh, we were lucky to have a great couch, <laughs> you know, true. and now every, there's so much technology, so many gadgets, we're massive consumers. Talk to us about the difference between what a recession would look like in 2023 or 2024 compared to what Australians may or may not remember from the 1990s. <laughs> Well, in the, in the broad sense, they're the same. Uh, economic activity contracts, unemployment goes up, people's feeling of job security deteriorates, consumer confidence is weak, uh, people worry about whether they can get a, another job or not, their bargaining power in terms of getting higher wages goes down. So yes, the world today is very different to the one 30 years ago, higher debts, but also higher expectations today, as you say, two car families, one car family back then, much bigger houses today compared to back then. Um, but expectations are also higher. So people's expectations are ratcheted up. And when economic conditions go down uh, and you can only afford the one car or you know, the, the local holiday as opposed to an international holiday or, or can't afford to upgrade your, your lounge setting, all those sorts of things, uh, you have to keep the TV for longer, then that's still seen as painful relative to people's expectations. So it's the reality is most people in a recession keep their jobs. You know, back in the early 90s, early 80s, unemployment only got to around 10, 11 percent. So 90 percent of people kept their jobs. The other, the other actual point, though, you mentioned, because when you talk about people being frustrated about not being able to go on those international trips or not being able to buy the things that they want, they usually blame the politicians. And these days it feels <laughs> like politicians, you look at the GFC, which you mentioned about the $750 stimulus payment or the plasma TV payment, as many people referred to it as, and then all of the money that was given during COVID to keep Australians away from the brink. It feels like politics has changed. Once upon a time, it was, this is the recession Australia has to have. Now, politicians learn from that and say, 
we don't want to go anywhere near it. So would, do you think that perhaps if it got too close, there'd be such a call, and we're already starting to see it, where the federal government and state yeah. governments are essentially saying, um, we want to do more to help those who are struggling. Do you think, therefore, we won't see perhaps as, as strong as what we saw the impact in the 90s? That, that's probably right. You know, the we did see economic stimulus in the 90s, but it took a while to come through. Uh, you know, you're talking about six six months or so before I think they started uh, undertaking fiscal stimulus. And uh, it was relatively small compared to what we saw at the time of the GFC and compared to the time of the pandemic. Uh, this time around, I think the expectations of government, you're right, are much higher. People expect them to jump in and save us uh, because that's what happened in the last two events, the pandemic and the GFC. So that expectation would be there. I don't think it would stop the recession, but it could stop the depth of the recession, that you'd then see another round of government spending um, to, to re-stimulate the economy. But it probably would aid the recovery and help the recession from becoming as deep as it was um, back in the early 1990s. So that's the way I would see that impacting. But as always with uh, economic policy coming out of Canberra or coming out of the States, it's slow to turn around. Um, it, it only happened quickly with the pandemic because, you know, the, the medical system said you've got to cut down the, uh, shut down the economy. And so the government responded pretty quickly. This time around, I think it would be a slower move. Um, but you're right, you will see some sort of stimulus coming out of this. Um, maybe not as much as we saw at the time of the pandemic, though. Amazing the lessons. Hopefully nothing we needed. <laughs> yeah, well, amazing the lessons we learn in hindsight. Uh, but nothing ever, lightning never seems to strike twice. We are speaking with Shane Oliver from AMP. We'll take a break, be back with more of Ticker today, right after this.